0: The Waddle & Sylvie podcast is brought to you by BlueChew.com. Get the chewables that give you the confidence you need and the performance you both want when it's time to have fun. BlueChew.com. Use code Vegas for $20 off your first order. Now, Waddle & Sylvie. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Before you tell us our story, and then, and then before we get to Jason McKee, Jesse was just texting me, telling me that Marcus Stroman was walking up to the press box and may meet the media. So we'll keep our eye on that. That's odd. It, it, a player odd.
1: talking to the media
0: during a game and coming to the press box? That's what, yeah. That doesn't, uh, doesn't sound good, does it? He was saying that he was walking up to the press box as he because Jesse was getting there late. And he was saying Strowman was walking up to the press box too that he may have some more news. I, I just texted him. I go, Can I say this? And he, he didn't respond. So I just so I, course I, you did, did. I decided to say it anyway. <laughs> that's, that's the but, Sylvie way. Uh, yeah, why not? Um, Ask for for, forgiveness later. Yeah, before uh, J Mac joins us, what was so the Jets in the box? Yeah,
1: just like the 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 Bears and Colts have been together the last couple of days for joint practices, and then playing tomorrow night in Indy. Tampa went to New Jersey on Tuesday. They thought they were going to take part in two joint practices Wednesday and Thursday, except Sala and the Jets decided to not practice on Thursday. So the Bucks had to go to the Giants facility on Thursday to get a workout in. And they've been in, you know, northern Jersey for five days for a two-hour practice and now the preseason game tomorrow night. So – when we talk about this is the new trend and how you can get all this they got, working. They got stood up. They basically got stood up. Yeah. So they're not happy about being uh, away from uh, family and friends for basically a week for a
0: 2-hour practice. And and that's their former coach, isn't it? Yeah. The Jets' former coach is is now the the Bucks coach, yeah. right? So that that's a that's a weird that is a weird story.
1: And, oh, by the way, the Jets are going through some offensive line issues. <laughs> yes, so, that's true. Not, not unlike what the Bears are dealing
0: with. Jason McKee took in some practices in Indy. Uh, he'll have the sidelines tomorrow. Again, our coverage will always begins four hours before the game, before uh, the Bears kickoff. So... It's a 6 o'clock kickoff tomorrow. Bleck and Abdallah will be on the air with the pre-pre-game at uh, 2 o'clock. Uh, the network pregame with Dion and me. Lance Briggs will join us starting in the regular season. We'll be on at 4 o'clock. You'll hear from Jason McKee during all of that. And then uh, we'll have Joniak and Thayer with the game. And then after the game, you'll get the post-game with Yurko and Peggy. And then after that, you'll get Jeff Meller along with Pat, the designer, and Jason McKee on the post game show. Um, so Jason uh, McKee joins us on the CarX tire and auto hotline. How do you think, uh, your first, uh, your first sideline and, and, uh, day of bears football went in your new role. <laughs> it was fun.
2: It was a good opportunity to, uh, you know, get back to the guys, saw some people who I played with Tennessee. I saw Chris Harris. He was there. he, uh, passing name coordinator and defensive backs coach for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, got to meet some of the guys on the sideline, got to talk football. So it was fun. It was, it's a great opportunity. I'm excited about it, you know, being a part of this team, being a part of this, uh, the new home of the Bears. It's exciting and, and looking forward to to the future and more
1: to come. And you're wearing a lot of hats. You got the sideline reporter hat. You're, you're coaching high school, which I want to get into that a little bit later on. But Jason, you played in an era where we had four preseason games. You'd go away for a few weeks to Bourbon A, bond as a team, and you didn't have these didn't have these joint practices as much as we do now. Now that you've kind of seen how this has gone on the last couple of years. Do you like the way the trend is going to joint practices? And do you think that Fields and the Ones got enough in the last couple of days that they don't need to play tomorrow night?
2: Yeah, I was actually a part of a joint practice. Um, you recall we played back then with the St. Louis Rams, and we had a joint practice with them out at Western Illinois in Macomb. McComb. So uh, it was good. It was good for us to go against, you know, somebody new besides beating, beating each other up you know, every day. Uh you got to go against a new, new team, new environment. So it brought a new level of intensity, and that's what I saw here in Indy. Um, the level of competition was obviously higher, higher because you're not going against you know the same guys you see every day. You're not going against your teammates. So at the end of the day, you know you're trying to keep each other healthy. Uh, but when you go against a different team, there's a little added extra push or shove here because it's somebody in a different uniform. Uh, so I think it's been great. I think. Uh, both teams perform well in jump practices. I feel like the guys got a lot of work in. Uh, Justin, yes, he did uh, get a lot of work in offensively, but at the same time, you know, I feel like selfishly, I want him to play, you know, more. But um, I think when you look at it in terms of we're talking about development and him developing as a passer, him, you know, developing in terms of a franchise quarterback, the best, the biggest piece of development is, is reps, is experience. And, you know, there, there's value in getting reps. And he has to preach the game, and we don't want him to get hurt. But there's value in him going through his his game preparation, him you know taking that trip to the locker room, doing his pregame game routine or whatever he does for his pregame routine. Him going out there and getting live reps. It's all going to set up for you know him to play better on September 10th when we open up against Green Bay. So I, I do think he should play, um, but but everybody's different. You know, I think the coaches they like what they saw. Uh, within the joint practices. So I think they're they're fine with the way he's at. But, you know, me personally I think you know, you gotta keep a quarterback in rhythm. And if he doesn't play uh this game, especially if he only gets a couple of rests the last
0: piece of the game, how ready is he gonna be? It's interesting. Let's let's put Jason on hold and let's see if we could clear up his uh phone a little bit more too. But uh, Jason coaches high school football. He played obviously and he like in his opinion he thinks like he should keep him in rhythm and at least play a little bit more, but uh, Matt Eberflus will not play him in this game.
1: He was seven. Uh, he was eight for eight in seven on seven in red zone work yesterday with four touchdowns and spreading the ball around. I think he also
0: had a step back uh, a little bit later on. It's, getting, it's, yeah, it's kind weider, of been on- said on eleven on 11-11 he wasn't good. I like to look at Dan's mentions because people really go after Dan when he he tweets. Stuff that didn't, and I, well, I hear they, it too. They went after you too the, right, the few right. times you were a brat. If, if you They don't want to hear the truth. Don't, people don't want to hear. People think you're just being negative when you say it was rocky or he had a bad session or something like that. So, uh, Jason, you were just you were giving us your opinion. What what did uh, we were just talking about seven on seven versus eleven on eleven? The descriptions that we were reading from reporters was. He had a great seven-on-seven yesterday, and a not-so-great 11-on-11. Is that what you observed, and does it even matter?
2: Yeah, it does matter. You know, seven-on-seven, I mean, there's no live pass rush. You have more time to dissect the defense and deliver an accurate ball. So we saw him perform well in that aspect. But in the team drills, you know, their defensive line, they got after it. uh, You know, generated some pressure on him, made him uncomfortable, so... There were times where he made some great throws. He put the ball in places where you know only he can he can put it, and he was accurate. Uh, and there were times where he was inaccurate, and he you know scrambled out of the pocket, and you know it could have been a sack here or there. But at the same time, you know I don't want to place all of that on Justin That's a team thing. You know the O line has to protect. The receivers got to run their route routes. Um, you know, they got to break off their routes if there's a blitz coming. If they have a side adjustment, so all those things go into to, to one offensive play. So they all got to be on one accord. So. I'm not going to say it was all Justin, but I think, you know, he did have his ups and downs in the
1: team period. Former Bear Jason McKee joins us on Waddle and Sylvie show, sideline reporter for the Bears radio network right here on ESPN 1000. Cody Whitehair left practice yesterday early during one-on-one drills. Uh, what are you hearing about the severity of that injury? And then the fact that we haven't seen, you know, Nate Davis too much, that Darnell Wright is getting accustomed to life in the National Football League, where's your level of confidence with where this this O line is at, considering the moving pieces?
2: Yeah, it's 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 disheartening. You know, both lines, offense and defensive line. There's been guys in and out of the lineup, and I'll start with the offense in particular. You know, Nate Davis was out there um, the first day, and then he didn't, you know, get a lot of work. And obviously, Cody left the practice field um, yesterday, but. It's it's an opportunity that that we're missing to bring this unit together in terms of cohesiveness, and we know that uh, Nate Davis has been in and out of the lineup even at training camp back at Howard's Hall. So, to build that chemistry, to, to build that bond with the line, for you guys all to be on one accord and you understand understanding you know who you're playing next is all is real important in order for this offensive line to have success, and they're not getting that right now. So, a little bit worried about that, and then on defensive line it's the same thing. DeMarcus Walker has been in and out of the lineup. You know, Yannick Ngakwe. Yesterday, he only took one, one rep in terms of uh, one on ones. He didn't really take. Um, you know, he didn't really get a lot of work. So, it's it's you really don't know what you have. You know, it's a mixed bag, a mixed bag right now. So, just just want to see you know a full group on both lines and see what we really have. And, and I think they needed to build that cohesiveness as a unit.
0: Why is Ngakwe only taking one rep?
2: Uh, one on ones, I'm not sure. I mean, it was I, I sat there and watched the whole thing and up, up close and personal. And the and one rep he had, he was okay. And then after that, he didn't take a lot of reps, so it was confusing to me um, to see that. But then I see on the other side of the coach, I see Quentin Nelson he took five reps. You know, so it's I don't know if they told him that you're only taking one rep. We're trying to ramp, you know, a ramp up period with him as he can back into camp. Uh, so I'm not sure what the, what the logic was behind that.
0: Talking to Jason McKee, it's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Uh, We were coming up with this. So a lot of teams don't want to play all these preseason games. We've known this for a while now. No one liked four. A lot of teams wouldn't play in the first or the fourth. And it was good for guys uh, who were trying to make the team. So they got more reps that way. But as far as the fan, it wasn't good. If it were up to you, J-Mac, how, how many preseason games would be perfect, and what would the preseason game action look like?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I actually like the format now. You know, back when I played, we had four preseason games, and the starters usually played, you know, a lot of third preseason game and didn't really play the fourth. So I, I like where it's at now. It gives guys an opportunity uh, to make a roster. It gives teams an opportunity to evaluate the guys who may be your backups or special teams guys. And all these guys are important to the success of your overall team. So it's, you know, having a great team is not just the starters. It's going to be made up of guys that play roles. It's going to be made up of guys who are undrafted. Uh, So I think you need these games. Um, But, you know, obviously you want to err on the side of caution and and keep guys healthy. But guys need, you know, preseason experience. This is like their ramp-up period going into the season. you got to go against other people. You have know, got to have full contact. As a running back, you got to be tackled to the ground. Alton's a lineman, they got to finish guys to the ground. If you're not doing those things, you're not going to be prepared for week one.
1: What have you seen from the running back core so far? I mean, Khalil Herbert looks like he's uh, going to pick up where he left off. But uh, like Roshon Johnson, you talked to him last week after the game against Tennessee.
2: Yeah, Roshon well, looked real, real good. Yeah. Um, Day one in, in the joint practices, he uh, he caught a check down from Justin Fields and took a big shot from a linebacker And the whole coast defensive uh, sideline. They're all chirping at Rashawn, and Rashawn's chirping back, and then two plays later he ripped off a big run and gets back up, and he starts chirping back at them. So I love his passion. I love his energy. Um, he runs with that passion. He runs with that determination that, that a true Chicago Bears running back would run with. Uh, also, Deontay Foreman looked great. Uh, when given opportunities, he ripped off some big runs and he showed his physicality and was running the ball inside between the tackles. So really excited at the collection of running backs we have. I think they all have different skill sets, but I think, you know, having all those guys in the backfield is just going to make it easier for Justin Fields because the quarterback's best friend is a solid running game. And I think that's what, you know, we we can establish here in Chicago, but it goes back to having that cohesive unit as offensive line. And we haven't had that unit all together throughout training camp. So, you know, we'll see what's going to
0: happen. Do you think this will be a nice test for the Bears defense against Richardson, who was just named the quarterback? They want to, obviously, he has very little experience, but he does do a lot. He is a multi uh, purpose threat, he's a guy who who is looking to prove a lot and get a lot of playing time. So, do you think this will be an interesting test for some of the youngsters on the defense?
2: Uh, most definitely, I mean he's made a lot of plays here these last two days um you know he's fast he can throw the ball he made the best throw that I've seen uh throughout these last two days in camp he threw a he threw an out route to the running back evan hall uh, I think he's a running back out of northwestern and I mean the anticipation the accuracy, but the velocity in which that ball comes out of his arm is really is really a sight to see so you know he has things he needs to work on as a young quarterback but I mean, his ability is through the roof, and if, if they can continue to develop him, they'll have a you know one of these you know top two quarterbacks. So, I definitely think the young guys have their hands full. Um, they got a first, they got a firsthand look the last two days about uh, what he can do. But it presents opportunity for these guys because we know a lot of the starters aren't going to play. But here's an opportunity for for these young guys to go out there and make a name for themselves, and I only make a name for themselves on the roster spot. So it's going to be an exciting game, even though we're not getting to see all the guys that we want to see in a Bears
1: uniform. Well, you can hear Jason McKee on ESPN 1000 throughout the week. Of course, you can hear him on game days on the sidelines. You can also see him roaming the sidelines at a high school near you. He's the uh, head coach at Carmel and Mundelein. Is Rasheed Davis and Olin Cruz also on your staff?
2: Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Rasheed Davis is my offensive coordinator, and Olin Cruz is obviously our offensive line coach. So, uh, real blessed to have those two guys with me uh, leading leading the program. And it's really like being in the locker room again, having those two guys. But, you know, that's that's the bonds that football generates. It generates a brotherhood. So, you know, if one of their brothers is doing something and, and I need help, hey, they're right there and vice versa. So I'm real thankful to have those two guys a part of our football program.
1: A lot of scrimmages are starting tonight for high school football and the, the season getting underway next week. I guarantee you with that coaching staff that you've assembled with you and Olin on it, and Rashid, uh, there's gonna be no coach, uh, no uh, parents coming up to you guys complaining yeah. about playing time.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, we we got great parents. I, I can't even complain. We're blessed to have great parents. Uh, they play a vital role in the success of our program. Uh, they want to help out and do whatever they can to make sure our kids, you know, don't have a want for anything. Uh, they know we dedicate our time to coaching hard, but the main thing that we try to do is. We try to instill, you know, tools and things for them to be successful in life. So we only help them become a better football player. We sell. We want to help them become better men. And that's our whole goal up there.
0: Jay, Mack, great stuff. We look forward to talking tomorrow. Thank you. Sounds good, guys. Thank you. There he is. Jason McKee, former Bear fullback, went to the Super Bowl with the team in 2006. And uh, now, as you mentioned, high school football coach. Very important person here on the Bears Radio Network and the post-game shows. Really uh, doing it He's all. He's the
1: hardest-working man in show business. There you He's go.
0: coaching during the
1: week. He's at Halas Hall. He's in Indy getting ready for preseason
0: game number two tomorrow evening against the Colts. Uh, let's go to Roy in Shorewood. Roy, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Roy? Hey, guys.
2: All All the stuff we're talking about, lots of important stuff, this one, that one, How about Tremaine Edmonds? We're not hearing anything about him.
0: Last week he did not play. Like I think he was a little banged up. I think he did. Guys, did he practice yesterday? Was he uh, able to go yesterday? Um, But they think he's uh, like everything I've heard is he's fine, and they they don't have any worry about him for the regular season. Well, that's good. You you guys are being the know. Thank you so much. There you go. um, He's. uh, and, like, all the reports is is he's completely changed the way that defense goes from the middle because of the size and his wingspan. Justin has talked about that, how tough it makes it on him. Because, like, that's what Iberflus wants is he wants his linebackers and all the guys to be uh, – Albert Breer told the story, too. I don't know if we still have that about everyone. He didn't like – The size of Roquan. And that was another reason why Roquan wasn't the fit. And they were only willing to go to a certain dollar figure for Roquan. They want their linebackers big and long and athletic. And Tremaine Edmonds was more of that player that they were looking for.
1: Don't you look at their back four, their safeties and their corners and their nickel
3: as the strongest part of their team, their defense right now? Yes. And probably the team, right? And maybe their team. Yeah. Edmonds is in attendance in Indy, but he was not in pads yesterday.
0: Okay. So it doesn't look like he, he, he will play either. So the, is, uh, they got to be healthy for, for the opener. Like, he's, le- he's a guy with a lot of experience. I know he's on a new team. Um, like, again, with me, it's more about fields getting as much repetition as possible. Like, Mellor, you brought up the point about Kansas City. Like, Kansas City is still playing. Um, it, 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 uh, it, uh, it, starters yeah the ha- the, the, yeah half.
3: I guess that's the plan right PB, yeah like Mahomes
0: do. if if anything like if we were hosts in Kansas City maybe we'd be the opposite maybe we'd be like as much as we love Andy Reid we'd be like what is Andy Reid doing with Mahomes like that's where we'd be like maybe we sit Mahomes here but like with Fields still developing This is an area where maybe it should be Fields playing
3: a quarter and a half. I think when a quarterback has established himself at a superstar level, the way guys like Mahomes and Josh Allen and even Jalen Hurts, even if it's only one season, I think we all feel really good about where he's at. The Eagles gave him a bunch of money. Those guys, I don't, honestly, and Aaron Rodgers. How many times did the Packers go through almost an entire preseason without Rodgers ever playing? So those guys I completely get not playing any snaps in preseason because they've done everything and they are practicing right like that's where it feels like in this day and age in the nfl we always hear about the vanilla defenses that are being thrown at offenses so i get tom Thayer's point that you played earlier in the show sylvie about needing to see bodies fly around but if you're not really getting a chance to dissect a defense because it's not the defense you're going to see in the nfl then it's almost just like cross your fingers and hope they avoid injury Yeah, you know, one thing is looking at the defending Super Bowl
1: champs and and trying to mimic how they attack their preseason games. I think the better comp for this Bears team is what the Steelers are doing. And Mike Tomlin, you know, Kenny Pickett is their quarterback. They're trying to figure out if he is, you know, indeed a franchise quarterback. They're a team that was around 500 and, and, and trying to, you know, jump back into a playoff discussion on a regular basis And Tomlin is going with his starters. Second
0: second year of of being a starter in that system field, second year in the system being a starter.
1: Look, you can make a case on both sides of the ledger of your coach pulling back and harnessing the starters and also getting them out there and getting reps. I think this comes down to is the head coach's winning track And, and, and the philosophy or sitting... Or playing kind of goes with that. We give Andy Reid carte Launch, do whatever you've done. You've, you, you built a winner in Philadelphia, didn't take him to the promised land, but they were perennial uh, NFC championship team. And then you've done great things in Kansas City, obviously. So if somebody in the ones gets nicked up tomorrow, do you think Kansas City Radio is going to be blasting Andy Reid on, on
0: Monday? Maybe maybe a little I, even even with that uh, the crowd like I, like I won't for for this team like again I just think that this is a team that needs more development and the way you get development is by playing football I just don't think these football these football players play enough football these days no, in the preseason I, I, and I don't disagree there I,
1: what what Eberflus and the bears believe is Two days of joint practices in all situations, going hard, even though it's not technically a game like situation in all areas, you can gain more from that or gain enough from that that you
0: cannot risk them tomorrow night uh, for seven to 10 snaps. Yep. And then we'll see what they do in the third game. And like I said, if they play in the third game, all's forgiven. Uh, All right. Uh, They will, right? I mean, they got to. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. Um, PB's got his favorite segment in Waddle's World coming up next. Um, we've got Joniac from Indy coming up at uh, 5 o'clock. We'll have some baseball conversation as soon as the Cubs go final as well. Christopher Morrell was on the radio station earlier. Very likable. Uh, some funny stories too about walking down uh, Michigan Avenue and uh, more stuff all coming up next inside Waddle's World. Golfers, I want to tell you about the Southland's finest golf course, the Sanctuary Golf Course in New Lenox. The Sanctuary offers 18 holes of great golf on awesome course conditions. Just minutes from I-80 and 355. Book your tee time at GolfSanctuary.com. It's that time again. Waddle's World. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of smelling salt.
1: You sure did, John. Waddle's World is brought to you by Wintrust Community Bank, Chicago's banks. To find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank, visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. Tom Waddle off at a wedding this weekend mm-hmm. on the East Coast. I'm Pat Boyle in with Mark Silverman, Waddle and Sylvie. On ESPN 1000. Want to go to uh, Olympia Fields? Quick update on the BMW Championship. I know you do. I do. Uh, Max Homa is your leader right now. He is at nine under. Uh, Tyler Hockey, he's been on a tear, right? You said birdies. Four of the last five now. Four of the last five holes. Uh, Look, Tyler and I had the opportunity to play at the media day about a month ago. And the rough at Olympia Fields was lush. It was thick. It was nasty. You didn't want to be there. You didn't want to be there. And these these fairways are narrow at Olympia Fields. It doesn't matter. Yesterday, Rory McIlroy only hit three fairways. Three. And he was your leader shooting a 65 because he's hitting wedge out of the rough to most of these greens. And he maybe has the shot of the tournament. It's either him or Sahit Gala right now. Yeah, he on 17 had a window of about a foot and a half, and somehow he, he squeezed it through there, went through a bunker, and then he chipped in on the back side of the green. So right now, Max Holm is your leader. Chris Kirk is a stroke back. Matt Fitzpatrick, Brian Harmon are both at minus seven. Rory is at minus six. The, uh, the story of the golfing world, Lucas Glover, uh, is uh, shot minus two, a 70 in round one. And uh, that's where he stands right now. But he's been the story of, of the golf scene the last month. He's won back-to-back events. And, you know, we talked a little bit about this with Jesse and with Peggy. He could not putt in June. He, he was known as this tremendous ball striker, going to hit the fairways, going to hit greens, but he had the yips. He could not hit a four-foot, three-foot, two-foot putt to save his life to the point where he'd walk up. He'd have agitive when he saw that you know he was three feet away. Yeah. Most people would be like, all right, I got to kick in birdie, not him. He watched what Adam Scott was using, the long putter, told his a club rep to build the same prototype as Adam Scott. Then he started watching YouTube videos just like all of us to to learn how to use this. And a guy now in his forties has revamped and revitalized his, his craft, his profession. Uh, He went, you know, he was like 130th on uh, the points list. He's now top five after winning two straight events. And it's all because he can now putt. It's like the long,
0: the long stick, right?
1: The yes. Adam Scott putter. You can't anchor it to you, but you can hold it just below, like your chest plate or under your chin, and he, you work it like a like a pendulum. I love it. So there you go. When you get back in the game, that, I, I should see, I use the I can see Sylvie. Oh yes, long, long, long putter guy. Yeah, long putter guy. Uh, it's, it's,
0: I think it's a compensation. I think it's kind of <laughs> like the guys who drive. The really big trucks, I think. Small hands, but a huge yeah. putter. I got a big stick. Exactly. Right. And Max Homa, by the way, he's a Barstool Big Cat guy, isn't he? He is. A, he's he, got the Big Cat bump. Yes, he
1: does. He does. By the way, good to have uh, Big Cat back in the city of Chicago. I on wouldn't know. It. Basis.
0: I wouldn't know it. He hasn't come and seen us yet. He's going
1: to come see you next week, baby. We'll see. Maybe
0: Two weeks, he's All right.
1: So this was a story. This is a developing story on Waddle's world. I don't think you guys gave this enough love yesterday. Uh, Chief Saholic, do you know who this guy is? Yes, I love it. So he's he's the Chiefs version of Bear Man. Uh, he's except Bear Man follows the law. Yes, <laughs> except there's that. So Chief Saholic, Xavier Michael Babudar, and when, and when you're a when you're a felon, you always have to have three names. The three name felon, right? Uh, he was charged in a 19 count indictment returned by a federal grand jury in Kansas City for multiple bank robberies and money laundering. And the proceeds uh, were going to uh, basically help his gambling career. (laughs) I mean, this guy, investigators say Babudar laundered money he robbed through area casinos, attending Chiefs home and away games. He also placed various wagers on the outcomes of Chiefs games. He perpetrated a string of bank and credit union robberies throughout the 2022 season to attend Chiefs games. He allegedly stole 70 thousand from an Iowa bank, and then carried that money to Missouri, depositing it in two separate transactions. He allegedly stole 170 grand from Omaha, Nebraska bank, and 163 thousand dollars from a Des Moines, Iowa branch and uh,
0: ne- never in never in Kansas City never in Kansas City he was going the the surrounding area and like this is this is the he's going in the getup that he wears to games right he's at dress as a wolf that's which... what we think yeah like he wasn't hiding it this is the opposite of 80 for brady isn't that what the name of the movie is which by the way i tried watching on the plane uh on on the trip to to Italy, yeah. I stopped. I had to, I, 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 I can't had to believe stop. that made your list. I, I wanted to see it. I did. Really? I thought it was a good feel-good story. It, it was too, too, too much. Yeah. So I had to stop. This is the opposite of that. But it should be a movie that this dude was fueling the Super Bowl run. He for, won hundred
1: betting on Mahomes to win the MVP. From money, the $10,000 he stole from one of the banks. I am going to rob banks.
0: I am going to gamble on the Chiefs On the, with the money that I have gained Happy. by robbing the banks. I'm going to make more money by gambling on the Chiefs. I'm not hiding my identity. And then I'm going to the Chiefs game as they go to win another Super Bowl. Isn't uh,
1: Carmen going to that Mascot Hall of Fame here in the coming oh, days? Yeah. You, know, you better did, watch yeah. his back. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Better put the wallet in the oh, front well, pocket. He... What, is, what is the name of this movie? The, the, I, I the, said yesterday. Uh, Chiefsaholic. Uh, the Cheapsaholic. The uh, Cheapsaholic movie. No, no. What is I, it? like? The, I said this is like the... the uh, What movie did I say yesterday this was like? The um The Town no it's it's the one with uh oh oh uh you can catch me if you can, catch yeah, catch me me if you can. If, yes yes this reminds me of catch me if you can like he's like here
1: i am except that was the 50s and he was doing bank fraud a different way this is you know we're more high tech you got to think the the surveillance videos has caught this guy walking in in a wolf costume
0: I mean it's just it's crazy. Give give me some uh Twitch. Give me some uh good ideas for the movie. For uh um, Chief Saholic. Chief Saholic
3: for a title. You looking yes, for for the title. It's like a cross between Heat and what was the uh What's the uh where the they all throw the mask on the uh oh. the president mask. Like the
0: president's mask. Yeah.
3: Okay, yeah. where Point blank.
0: No, I, see, yeah.
1: Point,
3: point blank. blank. Point
0: prank. Point blank. point break. break.
1: Not blank. Well, it point was blank. It's actually one of the worst movies ever. But it's one of those you can't turn off when it's on. Isn't it Kirk Russell in that one? I think that, you're right. They jump out of a plane at the near the end. All right, let's move on to Waddle's World. Sunflower field owners ask visitors to stop taking nude photos. The owners of a sunflower field in England are pleading with visitors to stop stripping down and take nude photos in public view. Uh, apparently, owners at the Stoke Fruit Farm on Haling Island said that they had to put up signs asking guests to refrain from public nudity after six incidents of naked photo shoots occurred since the sunflower field opened to the public last
0: month, including three incidents in a single day. But so what, they're standing behind the sunflowers nude or they're just, they feel free like in this sunflower field, and they just want, they, they like taking pictures there.
1: Yeah, I don't know. We've always had people take risque pictures, but this is the first year it's been a problem,
0: which is why we've put signs up. When, when like, when does, when is it a problem? When there's more than one? I mean, like, right. like when there's 10? Well, I think in when, whenever there's more than one person stripping down naked in your field, then it's a problem,
1: right? Right. I, I just, I would never. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't think this would be somebody's thing. Like, what? Why Not my would thing?
0: It, no, it's just. I, I don't. I feel weird walking around my house naked. Are you a? Are you a naked housewalker? No. Yeah, no, like no. right. I mean, I, I no, like no. I'd throw on a pair of boxers at least for sure. Absolutely. Even then, I'm like, gotta throw on a shirt. Yeah. I don't yeah. like walking around my house with little clothes on. I totally agree. Pennsylvania's six-year-old crown, 2023
1: kids mullet champion. Oh, kids mullet? Yeah. Tiny trendsetter Rory Elric took out the top spot for this year's kids mullet championship with his hairstyle dubbed the Cheddar Wiz. Pennsylvania kids, professional in the front, party in the back, hairstyle won in a hairy competition between 300 kids, ages three to eight. Wow. Would Allie let... Braxy and Mason participate in a mullet championship.
0: Mason wanted to grow out a mullet like Lance McCullers because that's, okay, yeah, that's his hero. Yeah, that's his. But it got it got too much. Like you really have to, like you have to be committed. Like his hair was so sloppy. By the way, the 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 the, the kids, the hairstyle these days. I know it's not a mullet. Uh. It's off topic. The, no. the the the, 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 the it, mop, what is it a mop top what is it? What, what's going it's on what, what's going on look
1: i've got a junior in high school yeah. all of them are the same way there's no, they don't want to put product in it they it's just a mop yeah. like today my son's going to get his hair cut the guys just going to cut his neck you know like trim around the neck it's like Dude, you look, I don't know, like you're going to regret your senior picture or your your football picture one day when you guys all look like. Well, this is this is, but that's been the thing for a few
0: years. I, I don't. This is the thing where you look back in ten years and you go, "That was yeah, the like,
1: style." Butt part was was in when I was like in eighth grade. Like it, it, it was awful.
0: You, the but, feathered kind of where so, uh, where it's down the middle. Down the middle, yeah. And yeah
1: the fe- like right.
0: That, that hasn't been back. No, and no, it will and never and come it back. It never will. The come back. The part down the middle, but awful. but did you see, have you seen the comparison? There was one video I saw on Instagram or a picture. Where it was comparing the young, it was like a, a sixteen-year-old's haircut to the grandma's haircut. Oh, okay. It was it like it's basically the no, same. I, it's... it's the old woman. The old woman's hair is the same as these young boys' hair. the like the sixteen-year-olds. He'll come out of the shower, or the bathroom, are ready
1: to go to dinner. And we're like, hey, did you did you do anything to your hair? He's like, yeah, yeah, I did. Just He's... just been doing it the last fifteen minutes. I'm like. That that's the finished product. Yeah, I mean, he, it just you looks have, like a have, salad. It just a, it just looks like a nightmare. And but you have great hair. It's,
0: it's all, gotta it's, all it's all gotta gray, eat though. you inside.
1: <laughs> well, it's someday there, he's gonna regret it, like I did the butt part. That's, <laughs> the butt part. Uh, coming up, it's uh, my isn't it my favorite segment? Sure it's, is. Florida, Ohio. Florida.
0: Or Ohio. It is next. It's a Waddle and no. Sylvie show. We got to give away some tickets. All right. That's what I was doing Let's the first time. He-
1: Let's hear the special sounder.
0: <laughs> this is good. Jeff Jones, by the way, says the movie should be called A Wolf in Chief's Clothing. That's not <laughs> I like bad. That. It's pretty good for uh, the movie. All right, right now uh car 243123323776 to win tickets to Football Fest, the party of the year if you love football. It's a festival of football. We are going to talk Bears football, NFL football. We're going to be talking gambling, we're going to be talking fantasy football. We're going to be socializing and drinking and gambling and all sorts of fun. It is August 27th and we're all going to be there and we want you to be there with us. Caller24 wins at 312 332 3776. If you don't win and you want to go, tickets are available, but they're going fast and they won't be available for much longer. So do yourself a favor buy them this weekend before they're gone. It's uh, available at Hard Rock Casino Northern com or at Ticketmaster. Uh, Big Cat will be back. So will Adam Schefter and Field Yates. It's the first football fest ever for the voices of the Bears, Joniak and Thayer. j Mack will be there, too, and all of us from ESPN 1000. Florida or thank you. Florida or Ohio, coming up next. Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Public drunkenness. Exotic animals. Dumb criminals. Random stabbings. Or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio. And as always, listeners, feel free to play along at home. Florida or Ohio. Brought to you by our great friends and partners at 19 Crimes Wine. Drink about three quarters of a bottle last night. Get a nice buzz <laughs> Thanks going. Thanks for the update. I Thank did. I had, a, I, had a, I had a martini to start. And have you have you seen they got these? Uh, you told me they yeah. craft cocktails now or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, they they're going to. They're so do I that. started with a martini, and then uh, I opened a bottle of Nineteen Crimes wine. I had uh, the Cali Red, which is my favorite. And uh, I'm a rule breaker. I beat the odds. And I became infamous. You should too. Pick up a bottle wherever you purchase your your favorite beverages. I go to Grand and Western, and uh, I got a, a few bottles of 19 Crimes wine.
1: After we do Florida, Ohio, I got a question to ask you. There's there's a a new trend that I've seen on my restaurant bill lately. Oh, and uh, I got oh. I got an issue. With I that. like this too. All right, bringing the heat today, Pete. What, what do you got for us, Tyler? Man
4: caught stealing nearly seventeen hundred dollars worth of sex toys. A man was caught on camera stealing nearly $1,700 worth of sex toys as well as some clothes and more from a downtown adult store. Aaron Crew was indicted for breaking and entering after going into Hustler Express and stealing sex toys, clothes, and DVDs, according to court records. Is that a
0: Larry Flint-owned store?
4: Uh, Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Larry Flint's Hustler Express. Um... Paul says this is not the first time someone has stolen from his store and that they usually come in here and take DVDs and sex toys. And according to court documents, uh, crew used a tool to pry open the front door after the store had closed. Of course he
0: did. When you steal from a sex uh, toy store like that or sex toys like that, are you looking to sell it on the secondhand market or are you looking to use them for yourself? I mean, $1,700 worth of... That's yeah, what I, I'm saying. Like, how many toys does one need? I call Yurko. Oh, no, just, I
4: have
1: no idea why
0: I <laughs> said. I hope that, that
1: comes
4: back love, on Monday
1: like when he's back for here. birthday. Let me... Happy birthday. Uh, okay, so as the only person on this show that lived in uh, Florida for five and a half years, including Tampa, mm-hmm. the, yeah. uh, the a, a adult nudity capital of the world... Uh, I'm going to say this is Dale Mabry. Yeah. Just down the street from Mons Venus. Odyssey that's, 2000. Yeah, that's where this $1,700 of sex toys was stolen. I'm with you. I'm going to Tampa, Florida
3: Let's as well. Go there. All right. Let's go. Roll with Tampa. Yeah, this is a clean sweep. I think that's that was where my deductive reasoning went when you're uh, the stripper capital of the world, the adult stores came I mean, be- Maybe Vegas is, but I mean, I, I, you know.
0: Not Certainly of the, the so- so- uh, of
3: the Southeast. Of the South. Oh yes, clean sweep. I'm going Florida as well.
4: Convenient day for Waddle to be off because it took place in Cincinnati, Ohio. Whoa!
0: What? Whoa. That what an upset!
3: Cincinnati. Look at
0: you, Tyler.
3: So are you? Are you saying that uh, Waddle? He has an be alter ego.
4: I mean, under investigation. He has an alter ego of Aaron Crew when he's back at home. <laughs>
1: So I mentioned to you about this new thing I've noticed on my, my, uh, you want to tell us on the other side. Yeah.
0: I want to know about this trend and then I want to know too. do it. And after you talk about that, do we really want to know a secret? Is there a secret that we really want to know or do we enjoy not knowing the secret? I think both. Okay. So we'll, we'll get to all of that coming up and then we'll talk some baseball as well. Pat Oil's in for Waddle as he's stealing from an adult uh, toy store. It's <laughs> Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000.